the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray. Welcome to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life serving God and building up the kingdom by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 58th verse. And remembering this always, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're going to continue our study today in the book of Acts of the Apostles with Paul on his missionary journey in the chapter of 19. So let us just pick up right where we left off and continue our study. Now, it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Apollos was the uh, man of God who studied the scriptures, but Aquila and Priscilla Priscilla showed him a better way of the scriptures pertaining to Jesus Christ. Now, it happened that while Apollos was away in Corinth, Paul made his way down through the mountains, came to Ephesus, and happened on some disciples there. The first thing he said to them was, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only, or did you also embrace him with your heart? Did he get inside of you? I'm reading from the Message Bible today. How were you then that how were you then baptized, asked Paul? And they say into John's baptism. They say, Paul says, How were you then baptized? And they say in John's baptism. Number four, Paul said, that explains it. John preached a baptism of radical life change so that people would be ready to receive the one coming after him who turned out to be Jesus. If you've been baptized in John's baptism, you're ready now for the real thing. So you've been baptized in John's baptism. Now let's take it to the next phase. Verse 5. As soon as they heard of it, talking about the Holy Spirit, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Okay, Paul put his put his hands on their heads 
and the Holy Spirit entered them. From that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, there were about 12 people that day. Now, they were baptized and they received the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says they began to speak in tongues. Now, it happened, it first started happening in Genesis when they were building the Tower of Babel, that God scattered man and man began to speak in other tongues. Man spoke in other tongues when they were trying to build the Tower of Babel and then God scattered them. That was the beginning of speaking in tongues. Now, on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in tongues also, but everyone heard their own language. Since mankind was scattered abroad throughout all the nations, when they gathered together in the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost came in, they began to speak in tongues and everyone heard their, the, the message of God, of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their own tongue. Now these men were baptized and they began to speak in tongues. So they began to speak another language and the purpose of them speaking, thank you Holy Spirit, the purpose of them speaking was for them to tell the good news about Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came and died for the sins of the world and that through him you can be saved and have eternal life. But they were speaking in the tongues of another language. And the purpose of that was these 12 men, thank you Holy Ghost, were going to go out and speak to other nations or other uh, uh, foreigners about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm in the Message Bible, and we're uh, uh, and so they were baptized. Now, verse five, and they were, as soon as they heard of it, they were baptized in the name of the Master Jesus. Paul put his hands on their heads, and the Holy Spirit entered them. From that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, there were about twelve people that day. Now we're going to continue our reading with verses 8 through 12. Paul then went straight to the meeting place. He had the run of the place for three months. The meeting place was a synagogue or a place where he taught, taught the word of God. Doing his best to make the things of the kingdom of God real and convincing to them. The, king, the kingdom of God is where God dwells. And it is his reign, the spiritual realm of where God reigns. The kingdom of God is also here on earth. That's why Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, uh, in the Lord's Prayer, which is the disciples' prayer, uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom come on earth as it in, is in heaven is through the believer by teaching and and, 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 and and showing people the way of Jesus Christ and the laws of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thy kingdom come. How can God's kingdom come on earth unless it is through the people of God? That's why Jesus answered one of his disciples or this person, he said, and they were trying to find the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay? Now, 
With that said, let us continue our reading, okay? So he was explaining the kingdom of God real and convincing to them. But then resistance began to form as some of them began spreading evil rumors through the congregation about the Christian way of life. Some people disrupt, interrupt the teachings of the Bible. Okay, this is what is happening. The teachings of the Christian way of life, which is the Christian way of life is through Jesus Christ. They become spreading evil rumors about that. So Paul left, taking the, the disciples with him and set up shop in the school of Tyrannus, holding class there daily. He did this for two years. Tyrannus was a place of a school for learning. So let's say Paul left the place he was at, and when he left the place he was at, he had to find another place to continue teaching, and he found the school of Tyrannus, got him a place there, a room there, or an auditorium there, and continued teaching the word of God. And he did this for two years, giving everyone in the province of Asia, Jews as well as Greek, ample opportunity to hear the message of the master. See, that's what you're hearing today. The message of God about the master, Jesus Christ. Paul did this for two years, teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. Now, something happened. Verses 11 and 12. God did powerful things through Paul, things quite out of the ordinary. The word got around and people started taking pieces of clothing, handkerchiefs, and scarves and the like that had touched Paul's skin. And then touching the sick with them, the touch did it. They were healed and they were made whole. In other words, I got a handkerchief. Say if I'm Paul. Somebody bring me the handkerchief. They touch it. They touch me. They take the handkerchief back and they touch the sick person and that sick person was healed. That was God showing the manifestation and the power of himself to make believers, to make new believers believe. Because mind you, nothing has ever been done like this before. Nothing has ever been spoken of like this before. So God in his power and his in his all, all, almighty wisdom was creating miracles so that people could believe. Could the same thing happen today? It could, but God, but God has used people to do his work. And at the same time, in many instances, it's not necessary for God to show himself in that in, in, in that fashion because he's done it already. And now he speaks through the people of God and let them teach the word of God and preach the word of God and teach on these things that happened at that time. God used the time of what it was, of what it was at that time or where the people were at that time to manifest himself, to show himself the power of himself. And this is what happened. 
Now, so the people were healed after taking the handkerchief and touching the sick after touching Paul. Some interrent Jewish exorcists, these are people who go from place to place to perform a work, okay? Exorcists. You may say they are uh, magicians or they have uh, uh, witchcraft. They have, they, have, they have things that they do that are not Bible, okay, that are not God, okay? And they heard about, they happened to be in town at the time, and so they tried their hand at what they assumed to be Paul's game. So check this out. Paul is saying something. Guess what? We can do the same thing. Look what happens. They pronounced the name of Jesus over victims of evil spirits. I command you by the name of Jesus whom Paul preached. They were saying this to people. Speaking the name of Jesus. The seven sons of a certain Siva, a Jewish high priest. That's who they were. We're trying to do this on a man when the evil spirit talked back. Huh? It's trying to tell this evil spirit, in the name of Jesus, we command you. But the evil spirit in the person talked back. And here's what it says. I know Jesus. I heard of Paul. But who are you? The devil knows God. The devil knows Jesus. The devil knows who is a servant of the most high God. The devil knows. Huh? The evil spirit in the person is the spirit of the devil in the person. And the devil knows. And so, then the man that was possessed went berserk, okay? Because he said, uh, the Spirit says to him, when they said, when they said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of him, the Spirit says, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? And so, then the man who was possessed with the evil spirit went berserk, jumped on these seven exorcists, the seven sons of the Jewish priests, beat them up, and tore off their clothes naked and bloody. They got away the best they could. Okay? The evil spirit came out of the men, jumped on those men who were trying to speak the name of Jesus in vain. Trying to use Jesus' name for what? Their benefit. Okay. Verse 17 through 20. It was soon news all over Ephesus among both Jews and Greeks. The, the, the word spread it about Jesus Christ, about no, about what had happened, that the evil spirit jumped on the seven sons of the Jewish priests and beat them up and left them bloody and naked. The realization spread that God was in and behind this. Curiosity about Paul developed into reverence for the master Jesus. That's what Jesus says. He says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Paul 
uplifting the name of Jesus. That's what I'm doing today. I'm uplifting you to the name of Jesus. I'm uplifting you to the one who can save you. I'm uplifting you the name of Jesus, letting you know that by his stripes we are healed from the penalty of sin and death. I'm uplifting you to let you know that Jesus saves to the utmost. I'm uplifting the name of Jesus to let you know that Jesus will take care of you. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's not a friend like the lonely Jesus. And I'm uplifting the name of Jesus for he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Not me, but I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. And I want Jesus, I want him to magnetize you so that you be drawn to him. Because when you're drawn to Jesus, guess what? Life is better. I kid you not. Life is better, non-believer, when you're on board with Jesus. Huh? It is better. I mean, put it like this. You tried everything else, try Jesus. It ain't going to hurt. You can give it a shot. See, see what happens. Give me a call. Now, many of those who believe came out of the closet and made a clean break with their secret sorceries. In other words, there were people who had gods, those, those idols in the closet. They came out of the closet and made a clean break. Some of y'all need to come out the closet. Oh, yeah. I'm not just talking about homosexual. I ain't, I, I'm not talking about homosexual and lesbian. I'm talking about being in the closet with anything that's ungodly. You need to come on out the closet. Because God sees the good and the evil. You can't hide from God. Come on out the closet. And that's what these people did. They came out the closet with their idols. And this is what they did. All kind of witches and warlocks came out of the woodwork. Came out of the woodwork. With their books and spells and incantations and made a huge bonfire of them. Some estimated their worth at 50,000 silver coins. In such ways, it became evident that the word of the master was now sovereign and prevailed in Ephesus. They took all their magic, all their idols, they put in their books, casting witches and warlocks, casting spells, put them in a, in a bonfire and burned them and believed in Jesus Christ. Got some witches and warlocks out there now. You're, pro you're probably watching me. You need to put your books up, put your spells up, and worship the true God. Because guess what? Witchcraft, practicing witchcraft, you ain't going to heaven. Maybe you don't know it, but I'll tell you about it. Those who practice witchcraft, those who practice any, any sins, they're not going to heaven. I, I'll tell you about that uh, 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 another day, okay? I'm, 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 I'm putting it in my notes. And I'm going to tell you about it. I may, I think, I think next week. Okay? If not next week, very soon. But anyway, here's what happened. They put it in a pile and they burned it. Now, after all this had come to a head, Paul decided it was time to move on to Macedonia and Achiva, Achaeva, Achaia provinces, and from there to Jerusalem. Then he said, I'm off to Rome. I've got to see Rome. He sent two of his assistants. Timothy and Eratus onto Macedonia and then stayed for a while and wrapped things up 
in Asia. So Paul is preaching the gospel from Macedonia to Achaia, from there to Jerusalem. He said, I got to go to Rome. He's on a journey, a missionary journey. But before he got away, a huge ruckus occurred over what was now being referred as the way. Okay? They call it the followers of Jesus Christ, Christians, the way. Okay? A certain silversmith named Demetrius conducted a, conducted a brisk trade in the manufacture of shrines to the goddess Artemis, employing a number of artisans in his business. He rounded up his workers and others similarly employed and said, Men, you well know that we have a good thing going here, and you've seen how Paul has barged in and discredited what we're doing by telling people there's no such thing as a God made with hands. A lot of people are going along with him, not only here in Ephesus, but all through the province. Guess what? Paul is uh, messing up our business. Talking about ain't no gods made by hand. This is how I make my money. Building these shrines for the people to take home. Now they put them in a pile in their books and they're burning them up. Because Paul is saying there's no such thing as a God made by hands, which there is not. Here's the response. He's, he's still talking. Not only is our little business in danger of falling apart, but the temple of our famous Artemis, uh, uh, goddess Ar Artemis, will certainly end up in a pile of rubble as her glorious reputation fade to nothing. That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, the idol god Artemis, and this is no mere local matter. The whole world worships our Artemis in the Greek in the Greek kingdom. Yeah, we worship because they they know nothing else. And now, guess what? Paul's getting ready to interrupt my business. That's what he's talking about. Let's continue. That set them off in a frenzy. They ran into the street yelling, Great Artemis of the Ephesians! Great Artemis of the Ephesians! They put the whole city in an uproar, stampeding into the stadium and grabbing two of Paul's associates along the way, the Macedonian Gaius and Aristarchus. Paul wanted to go in too. They grabbed two of Paul's buddies. He wanted to go in, but the disciples wouldn't let him. Prominent religious leaders in the city who had become friendly to Paul concurred, by no means go in there, Paul. That mob will kill you. So some were yelling one thing, some another. Most of them had no idea what was going on or why they were there. People were in a bit of a frenzy, more than a frenzy. As the Jews pushed Alexander to the front to try to gain control, different factions clamored to get him on their side. Alexander, come with me. Alexander, follow the way. Alexander, uh, uh, we worship Artemis. Alexander, they're trying to get him on their side. But he brushed them off and quieted the mob with the impressive sweep of his arms. But the moment he opened his mouth, and they knew he was a Jew, they shouted. They shouted to him, Great Artemis of the Ephesians, great Artemis of the Ephesians, on and on and on for over two hours. They wouldn't let him talk. Finally, the town clerk got the mob quieted down and said, Fellow citizens, is there anyone, any, anyone anywhere who doesn't know that our dear city, Ephesus, is protector and glorious of Artemis. 
and her sacred stone image that fell straight out of heaven. Since this is beyond contradiction, because you know this is what we do, you had better get a hold of yourself. Why y'all going on crazy? You know what we do. You know we worship the God of Artemis. Now, this conduct is unworthy of Artemis. These men you dragged in here have done nothing to harm either our temple or our goddess. Hey, they ain't did nothing. The men you dragged in here. Now, he gets to the root of the, root of the situation. And he said, so if Demetrius, the one who stirred up all this stuff about uh, 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 taking his business away, because he made the, the shrines and the idols. So if Demetrius and his, and his guild of artisans have a complaint, Demetrius and his, and his squad and his people, they can take it to court and make all the accusations they want. If anything else is bothering you, Bring it to the regularly scheduled town meeting and let it be settled there. There is no excuse for what's happened today. We're putting our city in serious danger. Rome, remember, does not look kindly on rioters. With that said, he sent them home. He quieted the whole situation. We're going to continue next week with the with the uh, chapter of Acts the... Uh, 20th chapter next week. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.